Good evening, it is 5 p.m. and you're listening to Today in YGK on CFRC 11.9 FM. Brought to you by CFRC's News Collective, Christina Laurie, Dinah Jansen, Erica Singh, Zayden Vergara, Katrina Johnston, and Mia Lettinen. CFRC's news programming is also brought to you through the support of the Local Journalism Initiative, Queen's University, and What'll I Wear at 732 Princess Street. I'm Christina Laurie and here are your local news headlines. To start us off, Kingston Economic Development is accepting applications for the Starter Company Plus program until October 4th. The Starter Company Plus program offers training, one-on-one guidance, business mentorship, and more. Offered by Kingston Economic Development and funded by the Government of Ontario, this program empowers aspiring entrepreneurs and business owners to start and grow their businesses. Successful candidates accepted into the program will gain access to invaluable business training and one-on-one coaching. Each year, Kingston Economic Development allocates a total of 70000 in my grants to support new and growing ventures through the Starter Company Plus program. Eligible individuals can pitch their business ideas to secure microgrants of up to $5,000. Rob Tamblin, Business Development Manager, states, The Starter Company Plus program has been a game changer for new Kingston area entrepreneurs. Whether you are looking for a bit of funding to assist with your startup costs or you're looking for guidance and advice on things like your business plan, marketing strategies, or cash flow management, Starter Company Plus can help. I'd encourage all who are looking for assistance in any of these areas to consider applying for the program. Applications for the fall 2023 cohort are now open until October 4th. Successful applicants must attend a mandatory business boot camp from October 16th to 27th to be eligible to pitch for a microgrant. You can visit investkingston.ca slash starter company plus to apply. In new programming from the Kingston Frontenac Public Library, the Winnipeg General Strike take a glimpse into Canada's past with Michael Dupuis, a city brought to a standstill by the unwavering determination of its workers as post-war labor demands, politics, industry, and violence came together. Be transported back to the pivotal Winnipeg strike with historian Michael Dupuis in an upcoming program with Kingston Frontenac Public Library, which will unravel the motivations behind the strike, shedding light on the perspectives of both the strikers and employers and the political responses at various levels of government. Canada was a changed nation after World War I, but the path ahead was unclear, says Jake Miller, librarian. Michael Dupuis will show how the Winnipeg general strike, which ground Winnipeg to a halt from May 15th to June 26, 1919, put Canada's anxieties, hopes, and shortcomings on full display and impacted labor relations for decades. This is a great opportunity to learn more about such a crucial historical event. This event takes place at KFPL's Isabel Turner Branch on October 14th at 2pm. Registration is required and can be done at calendar.kfpl.ca. The presentation is based on Dupuis' book, Winnipeg's General Strike, Reports from the Front Lines, and The Winnipeg General Strike, Ordinary Men and Women Under Extraordinary Circumstances. KFPL has these books and more of Dupuis' works available to borrow. It is Fire Prevention Week in South Frontenac. If you had a fire in your home, do you have an escape plan? Is your smoke alarm working? These are the questions South Frontenac Township wants residents to ask themselves as it prepares for Fire Prevention Week. In 2022, the Ontario Fire Marshal's Office reported 113 fire-related deaths, the highest number in more than 20 years in the province. Yet just over one in three residents have a working smoke alarm, says Interim Fire Chief Alex Bennett. In a house fire, you have less than two minutes to get out. A working smoke alarm can save your life. This year, South Frontenac Fire and Rescue is asking people to take action and do at least one thing to keep themselves and their families safe. Whether it's testing their smoke alarm, making an escape plan, or remembering to turn pot handles to the back of the stove. We've had a couple devastating fires in our community in the past few years. We're hoping people will be compelled to take action to prevent fires and be prepared for any emergency, says Bennett. Fire Prevention Week is October 8th to 14th, 2023. The theme this year is cooking safety starts with you. Pay attention to fire prevention. Cooking is the lead cause of house fires and house fire injuries in Canada and the U.S. Unattended cooking is the lead cause of cooking fires and deaths. South 
Frontenac Fire and Rescue offers these tips to help reduce the risk of a cooking fire. Number one, watch what you heat. Always keep a close eye on the stove and never leave cooking unattended. Two, turn pot handles towards the back of the stove and keep a lid nearby when cooking. If a small grease fire starts, slide the lid over the pan and turn off the burner. Three, have a kitten pet-free zone of at least three feet around the stove or grill. Here are some of the events and activities taking place in South Frontenac to promote fire prevention and emergency preparedness. Thursday, September 28th, Saved by the Beep, test your smoke alarm day. Volunteer firefighters will be out in the community reminding people about fire safety and encouraging them to test their smoke alarms. You can look for them from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. at the Sindham and Verona Foodland. Tuesday, October 10th from 7 to 9 p.m. is the fire station open houses. And September 28th to October 14th, hashtag Be Prepared South Frontenac Contest. Snap a photo of you or family members doing something to be prepared in case of fire or an emergency and post it to social media using the hashtag, hashtag Be Prepared South Frontenac. You can see the full contest details at southfrontenac.net. For more information on fire safety and events, you can visit southfrontenac.net slash fire-prevention or follow South Frontenac Fire and Rescue on Facebook at SF Fire and Rescue. That's all for your local news headlines this week, and next up is Aiden Vergara with your sports desk. Good evening, everyone. My name is Zayden Vergara, and it's time for your CFRC Sports Update. It was an explosive weekend for your Queen's Golden Gales, starting off with women's soccer who had two games this past weekend. First, on Saturday, the Gales faced off against the TMU Bowl at Richardson Stadium. Queen's was explosive in the first half, gaining a three-goal lead and would carry the momentum into the second half, scoring two more to finish 5-0. The women's team would not get much rest as they were on the road the very next day playing the Ottawa Gigi's where after 90 minutes it would end in a draw, nil-nil, for the Gales to remain undefeated with their record becoming 6-0-1. Queens is hosting the U Sports Women's Soccer Championship at Richardson Stadium from Thursday, November 9th to Sunday, November 12th. Early bird tournament passes are on sale now and can be purchased for $45 at gales.universitytickets.com. The men's soccer team added a second straight win with a 3-0 game against the TMU Bold on Saturday. Queen scored two early goals which added to the electric atmosphere at Richardson Stadium. But the TMU Bold would not let up with Queen's goalkeeper Connor Adams registering nine saves. In the 59th minute, TMU earned a penalty kick which Adams saved further electrifying the crowd, especially the 1993 Queen's soccer alumni who were in attendance. With the win, the Gales improved their record 2-3-2. The men's soccer team is on the road next week for a match against the Toronto Varsity Blues on October 1st. On that note, that's all for your CFRC Sports Update. Now over to Erica Singh with your campus news. Last week, I had the opportunity to meet with the head of music for Muse. Muse is one of the largest clubs on campus and they deal with everything creative. Tomorrow, they are having their second annual Tiny Desk concert. To talk more about it, here is Alia. So hi Alia, how are you doing? I'm good, how are you? Great, thank you so much. Um, do you just mind introducing yourself to everyone? Tell us what you're studying and how did you get involved in Muse? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm in fourth year. I'm in the politics, philosophy, and economics specialization. So my first year on Muse was actually last year. Uh, you just, like, in, like, the kind of arts community, you hear about that stuff because Muse is such a huge club. 
I noticed they had a music team um, and a lot of my friends were on it too. So I was like, okay, why not? I'll apply. I actually tried to apply for um, the music editor position, uh, but I was a little, like I was demoted to um, contributor. And that was super fun. You just write about anything music related and it's, it's a great community. And yeah, so this year I'm head of music. I oversee the music team, all the music articles that go out. Uh, all the music events that happen, and that's including Tiny Desk. Great, thank you so much. So what is Tiny Desk? So Tiny Desk is like an amalgamation of um, some of like the local Kingston artists um, and like their best acts. Uh, we try to stick to, like to covers. We just want a lot of engagement, but we also want to put these acts on the map. Uh, because Muse is such like a an artistic community, um, we we tend to focus on that and just some some live music, you know. You don't get that all the time, so yeah. So, what are some of the acts we can look forward to and types of performances at Tiny Desk? Um, we've actually got like a pretty wide range uh, this semester. the The concert happens once every semester, so we've got like a solo guitarist, and he just shreds like he's incredible um we've got some solo singers we've got sadie mcfadden if you know her uh she's you know pretty well known in the kingston community she's playing at least two shows a week um yeah and she's just fantastic and then we've got some bands lined up yeah it's gonna be fun all right and when is the concert how much are tickets and where can students purchase them so the concert is next Tuesday, um, the 26th. It starts at like 8 p.m. Acts are going to go on at like 8.30 uh, till late. And students can buy tickets on MuseMagazine.com right now. Once again, that was Alia, the head of music for Muse. Check out their Tiny Desk concert tomorrow, September 26th at 8 p.m. To check out the full conversation I had with Alia, make sure to check out our Today in YGK podcast on both Spotify and Apple Music. That's all for me today. Now over to Mia with the weather. Now it's time for your CFRC Weekly Weather Report. On Monday, September 25th, it'll be sunny with a high of 22 and a clear night with a low of 10 degrees. On Tuesday, it'll be sunny as well, slightly colder, with a high of 20 and a low of 6 with a clear night. On Wednesday, September 27th, a mix of sun and cloud with a high of 19 and some cloudy periods overnight with a low of 8 degrees. And that's it for this part of the week. Check back in on Wednesday for your weekend weather forecast. This is Kat bringing you the weekly traffic report from September 22nd to September 28th. First, we're going to start off with road closures. On King Street, from Place to Arms to the Tragically Hip Way, it will be closed September 21st at 12.01 a.m. to September 23rd at 2 a.m. for events at the Leon Center. On Ontario Street, from Clarence to Brock, it will be closed September 23rd from 10 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. for His Majesty's Canadian Ship Cataraqui Freedom of the City Parade. 
And then on Princess Street from Division 2 Ontario, it will be closed September 23rd from 7am to 7pm for the Princess Street Promenade. And then on University Avenue from Union to Earl, it will be closed until December 22nd for the removal of debris from demolition and concrete deliveries at the Queen's John Dutch University Centre project. And now we're going to be moving on to other delays in the Kingston area. On Bath Road at Queen Mary, expect delays until September 29th for the Utilities Kingston Nets project. On Princess Street from Collins Bay to Bay Ridge, expect delays until October 31st for the construction of new sidewalks and traffic signals along Princess Street. Please note that one lane of traffic will be maintained in each direction at all times on Princess Street. And then on Queen Street from Montreal to Sydenham, expect a westbound lane closure on September 28th from 7am to 5pm for a large concrete pour at 223 Princess Street. On Sir John A. McDonald Boulevard at Johnson, expect delays for the installation of a new high-pressure gas line for Utilities Kingston. And then finally, on Taylor Kidd Boulevard, from Collins Bay to 100 meters west of Collins Creek Bridge, expect a lane closure up until November 15th for the Collins Creek Bridge Rehabilitation Project. This was Kat bringing you the Kingston Weekly Traffic Report from September 22nd to September 28th. I hope you all have a lovely week. Now it's time for your Kingston Concerts calendar from September 25th through September 30th. Quirks of Human Nature, an evening of poetry, music, and storytelling on Monday, September 25th at the Royal Tavern 2.0 for free. On Tuesday, September 26th, head to the Cove Inn and enjoy an evening of live entertainment by musician Mellow Lily while eating some delicious food or your favorite drink. The music comes free with the atmosphere, but donations to the musician will be accepted. Now there is three open mic nights happening on the 26th. Uh, the first is karaoke night at the Royal Tavern 2.0, hosted by Megan Suds from 7 to 11 p.m. Another, there is dancing with a $2 entrance fee at the Royal Canadian Legion Branch 560, where you're encouraged to bring your instruments to play and dance from 5pm until 9pm. And the other open mic night happening on the 26th is a free event at St. Larry's Pub from 7 to 11pm, presented in collaboration with the Music and Digital Media and the Musicians Guild. Ever wanted to try playing an instrument? Check out Joe's M-I-L-L -L at the Kingston and Frontenac Public Library from 4 p.m. until 6 p.m. on Wednesday, September 27th. Renting instruments is free and for all ages. Also on the 27th, Kingston Trio $5 Dates entertains the Tap Room at Spearhead Brewery for free from 7 p.m. until 10 p.m., performing live covers from Neil Young, Mumford & Sons, and the Lumineers, maybe even a few by ACDC or Queen. On Tuesday, September 28th, Richie Young will be playing some music inspired by the 70s and 80s at Hotel Wolf Island. The show is from 7pm to 11pm and is free. Also on the 28th, catch Turtle Island Indigenous Music Through the Ages at Kingston Frontenac Public Library or online virtually. The show is put on by David Finkel, who will be playing some Indigenous music and talking about its history. It'll take place from 6pm until 7pm. That same night at the Grand Theatre, Wendy Laurier will be singing some songs from Linda Ronstadt and Karen Carpenter with a full band to celebrate the 70s. The show is presented by Springtime Entertainment and will take place at the Grand Theatre September 28th at 7.30. Tickets are still available online starting at $49. 
At the mansion that night, catch James Blonde celebrating the release of their new album, Chameleon, with special guests Red Compass Rose. The show is from 8pm to 11pm on the 28th, with doors at 7.30. Tickets are available now for $15 or $20 at the door. And also on the 28th, catch band Dewey Roadkill playing a free show at the Royal Tavern 2.0. On Friday, September 29th, which is my birthday, uh, Marker Starling and Dorothea Pass, two of Toronto's most incredible live musicians, will be playing Hotel Wolf Island from 7 to 11 p.m. The show is $15 or pay what you can. That same night, Grand On Stage presents Howard Jones Acoustic Trio, an intimate stripped down look through Howard's 40 year music career. The show delivers a fresh take on Howard's best-known hits and also provides the opportunity for the audience to hear firsthand about his inspiration, as well as stories from his touring career. The show will be at the Grand Theatre beginning at 7.30 on September 29th, and tickets are available for between $50 and $75 online now. Ever been interested in hearing someone play the organ? Catch Dave Wickerham playing the Kimball Theatre Organ, one of only three such organs in Canada, at the Kingston Theatre Organ Society at 7.30 on September 29th. Tickets for students and children are $8, and it's $25 for adults. Tickets are available online now. Also on the 29th, Acoustic Fridays continues, with Tegan McLaren playing a free show from 5pm until 8pm at Kirkpatrick's. Also free on the 29th is Menlo Lily at the Skeleton Park Brewery from 5 until 7 p.m. On September 30th, catch the Big Fat Horn Band at the Club RCHA from 8 p.m. until 11 p.m. The band has six horns accompanying vocalist Michael K. Myers. Tickets are $15 and available in person at the club now. Also on September 30th, the musical legacy of Chicago comes to the Grand Theater with band Brass Transit. The show begins at 7.30 p.m. and tickets are available now on the Grand website from $50 to $55. Kingston band No Limits will be playing the Merchant Tap House on September 30th and performing some epic rock tunes. The show is free and will take place from 10.30 to close at 2 a.m. And those are your Kingston concerts for the upcoming week. For more information, check out cfrc.ca for our concert and events calendar. Thank you for tuning in to CFRC's local news programming. To revisit episodes of Today in YGK and hear more from some of our guests, be sure to head to our podcast network at podcast.cfrc.ca. Today in YGK is brought to you by the generous support of the Community Radio Fund of Canada, the Local Journalism Initiative, Queen's University Career Services, and What'll I Wear at 732 Princess Street. Be sure to stay tuned for more CFRC programming coming up next. What'll I Wear offers the best in vintage, funky, one-of-a-kind treasures, clothing, accessories, and a fabulous selection of jewels, vintage and new. Find the cutest purse, the most dashing of hats, and sunglasses. Everything to complete your individual look. What'll I Wear has it all. They can dress you from top to bottom. Find your new fashion fave at What'll I Wear at 732 Princess Street in Kingston. Visit their new location and follow them on Facebook to keep up to date with what's in store at What'll I Wear. Dear listeners, as you may have heard, Meta, which owns Instagram and Facebook, is blocking Canadian access to all content created by news providers, including this radio station, in response to the Online Broadcasting Act. Access to local news and information matters to everyone, and while radio stations use their airwaves to keep you informed, we also use social media to share local news, events, and initiatives, and even content about our upcoming programming. We need you to write your MP and convey your concerns. 
Learn more and find a letter template for your MP on our website, cfrc.ca. Thank you for your support. What better way to spend your Tuesday than watching a bunch of live music at the mansion? Come to the Muse Mini Desk on September 26th. Tickets are $10 and go towards future Muse creative projects, all led by Queen's University students. They have six fantastic acts, ranging from solo indie acts to four-piece bands. No matter what type of music you're into, there'll surely be an act that you love. Their last two mini desks sold out, so make sure to get your tickets by heading over to musemagazine.com. On October 2nd, West Coaster's Yukon Blonde returned to Kingston on their record release tour for the album Shugi. The show runs 7 to 10 p.m. at the Broom Factory, an all-ages accessible inclusive space where everyone is welcome. Tickets are on sale now at broomfactory.ca. That's Yukon Blonde, October 2nd at the Broom Factory. See you there. <laughs> 